Welcome. I'm music writer, author and would-be pop geek, Sean Pattenden. And I'm music writer, broadcaster and sometimes author, Pete Perfides. You're listening to the Heritage Chart Show show. Yes, to the Heritage Chart Show show. And if you've already listened this far, well, you might know what the Heritage Chart Show is. But if you haven't... Well, quite simply, it's a chart show broadcast every Sunday night on Talking Pictures. It's hosted and indeed invented by legendary broadcaster Mike Reed for pop fans over the age of 35, who, to use Mike's words, maintain a lingering affection for Top of the Pops, Pan's People, all the Radio 1 DJs on a Sunday evening and people who will have listened intently to see if our favourite artists have entered the top 40. We then waited with bated breath for Top of the Pops on Thursday night, he says, changing the tense there. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the website. And the Heritage Chart Show show is... Well, it's an outlet for two things. Uh, First of all, our lifelong love of chart rundowns and our desperation to live in a world where they (laughs) still matter. It's an outlet for our fascination with Mike Reed's Heritage Chart. We're not entirely sure how it's put together. We don't know exactly what qualifies you for inclusion in the Heritage Chart. And we're not sure we want to know. After all, we didn't really make those demands of the actual Top 40 when we were little children. So why should we start now? Exactly. But what we do know, we know it's on Talking Pictures, as said, and local TV stations. For this sort of information, go to heritagechart.co.uk, where you can also stream every single damn episode. What we do each week is pick a show at random from the 90 or so that have been made thus far. And with the help of a very special guest, we pick out items of interest, things that excite us, things that really confuse us. And helping us to do all this and more this week, we are hugely excited to welcome the pop genius. That is Lawrence from Mozart Estate, Go-Kart Mozart, Denim and of course Felt. Hello Lawrence, how are you? Fine, thank you. Great. Now, I know that you are a keen watcher of the Heritage Chart Show. Can you remember the first episode you saw? Yeah, I think I saw um, right from the beginning, to be honest. I I caught it by accident. Uh, It's on a Sunday night uh, um, Mm. Mm. on Talking Pictures and couldn't believe it really because I I thought it was a fake show (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) I wasn't sure because, um, like, it was full of people like, yeah, John Isley... um, John Lodge, the guy from the Moody Blues, had a solo record out at the time. And people who seem to make video in their garage um, (laughs) or even their living room sometimes. And um, I I thought it was... I thought, where are they getting information from? Um, Especially who's voting, that's what I wanted to know, really. So there's a lot of questions, so I, I would go back each week trying to piece it all together. I think there still are a few questions, but we'll talk about throughout the show, I think. The show is shielded in a sort of mystery, you know. What makes a heritage artist, Lawrence? Are you a heritage artist? I suppose it's it's down to choice now. I mean, I could I could say, hey, I'm a heritage artist, or I'm, I'm not one of them. I think I could go either way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about, would I like to be on the Heritage Chart Show? I don't know how you get on it. I mean, I don't know how I'd get my people to get in touch <laughs> to with my reach people. people and say, hey, we actually have a new video out. Mm. Can, can, we, can we put it in for inclusion? I, I don't know how, what the betting process is, but the, the question to myself was, would I like to be on it? And coming here this morning, I was thinking, you know, 
I, I wouldn't say no, really, because we do have a new single out, Vanilla Gorilla, and nobody's going to play the video because it's a lyric video. Right. And I think it would sit well in amongst the Corgis and yeah. Shaking Stevens and... Tight Fit are on a lot, aren't they? Tight Fit. And, and Dollar have got a new version of one of their old songs out, and that's pretty high in the charts at mm. the moment. Yeah, that's classic heritage chart mm. fare, really. So, uh, so, you... so in amongst that, I, I wouldn't mind being called... I mean, I am heritage, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, OK, yeah. Mm. No, yeah. But, but, but I would just say one thing. If, if Mike Reed does a compilation album and they do come to me to be on it, if it's a double or triple, I'd probably ask me to be on it. Mm. And I would, I would decline. Why would you, you decline? decline? I think I don't think it would sit well amongst all or a triple album of all those songs. I think I kind of like. I think I would. I think I could afford to be a bit snobby. Okay, so you wouldn't necessarily want to be brushing shoulders with um, John Ilsley, formerly of Dire Straits, and say Owen Paul. No, we we do have a clause. I've always had a clause in every contract I've had that says you can't put my songs on compilations. So I would bring that clause out of the drawer. Wow. Right, OK. And go, Mike Reed, here's my clause. But you could reach a whole new, different audience, Lawrence. Well, I think that's what we're trying to find out, isn't it? What is the audience? <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously the audience. Who are the audience? I think we, here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week we're going to look at... We got, we're going to picking a, a show at random from those that have been made so far. We've alighted on episode 46, which we think uh, is, was probably first aired about, let's see now, probably about a year ago, in late in, uh, late in uh, 2022. Yeah, or possibly January 2023. It's a little bit muddy when it was... Uh, <laughs> t- t- time warps in strange places. <laughs> We're, our, our primary timekeeping source is the uh, the Salvador Dali's clocks when we were... Uh, Looking at the Heritage Chart uh, <laughs> show. Um, so we got, let's start at the beginning. Um, you, you found out something interesting about the actual theme tune. Yeah, so as we know, Mike Reed is a keen composer and he co-wrote the theme. His co-writer is Steve Etherington, who was a member of the Rubettes. Wow. A late member of the Rubettes, oh. but still... Oh. oh, you frowned there. Lawrence is frowning. What year was he in the Rubettes? Oh, it's a bit... It's late onwards, 2000 onwards, really, that kind of time. Yeah. Still... You can't call him a Rubette then, can you, really? He was a member of the Rubettes. No, he These... can't claim to be a Rubettes. <laughs> You're a purist. <laughs> Well, we'll 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 come come oh, back to these sort impressive. of philosophical quandaries yeah. later, specifically when we talk about Jefferson Starship uh, <laughs> later course. on. What what constitutes authentic memberhood? Um, Should we talk about the opening credits just quickly for people who haven't seen it? Again, you know, we know there'll be aficionados. We'll know there'll be people who will be entering the world of the Heritage Chart Show. Mike Reed says with reverb on his voice, which I always think is quite impressive. Live from the UK, we're not sure where. But it's from the UK, TV's number one countdown. Yeah. So he's setting out his stall. It's pretty high so far. Yeah. So he's, he says that. He is superimposed on various UK monuments, including Stonehenge and probably Tower Bridge. And I think the Big Ben's there. And mm. there's some castle somewhere. Like yeah, that. It's very impressive. This is obviously the new Top of the Pops. Is that right? Is that the impression we get when we see those? That's very much. That's the. the, I think that's the dog whistle that's being (laughs) being. I mean, I don't know what if there's a number two. Does Britain have a number two countdown show? Wondering, but that's fine. This is the 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 one, isn't it? Now this is the one that people 
will will make a template that people might copy. I think, yeah, like major when major labels see this because major labels are already jumping on board. I mean, I watched it last night, and by accident again, funny mm-hmm. enough, and like Depeche Mode were number eleven. I mean that. You know the the, the program has moved on mm. in in a big way mm. since the since the um, you know the first couple first few, so I think it's changing all the time. I think it's going to become, you know, it could be in danger of being hijacked by the majors to promote older bands. Mm. Yeah, and what you're saying in a way is, you know, we want to have a certain you know, element of we want to continue for the, for this to be the place where we can see. Lee John miming to his single in front of a Zoom backdrop of the Golden Gate Bridge. Exactly. And that's and Katrina and the Ways and her sunglasses reflecting the ring exactly. light. Exactly. Yeah. We need to ring fence um, that stuff. Mm. Um, there has to be a place for Theresa Bazaar. There has to be. I couldn't have put it better myself. We're going to have a little dive into episode 46. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to sort of pause us and kind of leap over to episode 46 on a heritage chart .co.uk. Once you've done that, then we're all, we all know what we're talking about. And then, we, oh, yeah, I guess you can kind of maybe use this as a, as a sort of appetite wetter. Yes, for, and for, a moose-bouche exactly. for the show itself. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, what, what's the first thing? Going down the chart rundown, yeah. Sean. So we start immediately with the chart rundown. We don't even get a taster. And Bruce Springsteen is in at 36, apparently, according to voters, with Turn Back the Hands of Time. This is a glossy video, very much of the time when Top of the Pops wouldn't be able to get the artist in, usually American artists, and they'd show the video. So all those Whitney's and Madonna yeah. videos and things of the 80s, this is what he's doing. I, <laughs> my note said it's not very interesting. And then my note said, look, round the table to see if everyone is agreeing <laughs> it's, it's a bit dull it's an is it a northern soul cover it's a 60s cover anyway isn't it yeah apparently it is yeah i mean bruce Springsteen is a very confident man and he you know he's in great shape he looks very muscular and there's a lot of money and his confidence is really also you know the fact that he, he sort of does a whole album of soul and northern soul covers and that's kind of fine. There's no sort of... He's not worried that people might say, well, what about cultural appropriation, stuff like that, which is also not a worry he had when he did the Seeker Sessions album a few years ago when he did songs like John Henry and Jacob's Ladder. So that's that's sort of interesting. You're watching a very confident man at work there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like you say, is does is there a place for videos as glossy as this? Well, well my, my one question about... Bruce Springsteen on the show was did, did they have permission to show the video that, that was my question well you it. think Bruce might not be happy to be keeping this sort of company yeah I, yeah I think so I think I, I would just kind of like to know you know did they ask the record right. label or, or are they just showing it right okay you know, how did how do you get with the bigger heritage acts like Bruce Springsteen how do you get permission to put yeah. it on the heritage chart show when you see a video as glossy as this, it slightly reminds me when I was 11, I had I did my own pop magazine called Pop Scene on chip paper. Yeah. Mm. And um, for the centre spread, I just cut out a centre spread from another magazine and stuck it <laughs> on. <laughs> reminded me of that slightly. So that's what's going on, you think? You know, a little bit, it kind of that sort of energy about it. Mm. Well, I think Mike Reed's really happy for the show to open with this idea mm. that... 
you know, we're talking big business. We're talking oh. mainstream here. We're talking gloss. If any of Bruce Springsteen's people who are obviously be listening mm. do want to say how it works, actually, we don't want to know. No, no, we <laughs> don't. still no. don't want to know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's um, fine. Yeah. Some things are better off and knowable. Um, <laughs> so that's at number 36. Yeah. Number 34 is the Lewis Sisters featuring Brian Power with a Three Degrees cover, Year of Decision. Now, I was thinking, again, mm. this is so heritage chart show we know that this video probably hasn't cost a lot of money it doesn't need to they're in the studio they're having fun there's brian power and he is playing guitar it doesn't look plugged in but there's a load of cables behind him so we know we're in an authentic place and it's fun and exciting so i have a think okay it's shirley lewis oh of course she did george michael backing vocals she was married to luke goss from bros you know this is someone who has proper pop Props. Was that Pepsi and Shirley? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Almost sorry. my mistake too. Like yes. But Shirley Lewis, I mean, she's, you know, she's got the chops. Mm. So she's with her sister, D. Lewis. But her sister is also her eldest sister, Linda Lewis. Mm. And you, oh, it's the Linda Lewis, mm. um, who had hits including Rock a Doodle Doo and a cover of uh, the Shoop Shoop song and has obviously sung with absolutely everyone. You name that famous person, she's sung with them. And she was produced by Jim Cregan from Country Rebel and Pamela. Yeah, and she had an extra oh. part in um, Taste of Honey and all this sort of stuff. I think they were married. But... And so this is what I absolutely love this programme for, suddenly opening everything out and then you can go and find out all the facts about someone, I, I like, all the records. I like what you're saying. It's so exciting. I like thought, what you're saying, yeah, but ah. the video is no good. Okay, and why uh, is the video the, no good? The, that's the problem. It's it's it's, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they need more money? Simply, Do you think they need not more good, time? It's simply not good the song's great. To, it's simply not good enough to rock up to the studio, turn the camera on, and mime to the song it it doesn't cut it no. especially for someone like linda lewis she she deserves so much better and the late linda lewis she died in yes. may yeah. of 2023 yeah. so it's also she, she deserved so much better. yeah so with bruce springsteen that's clearly too glossy to yeah. you know to have any place on the vintage chart show but this mm. falls for reasons to the other extreme really mm. yes i think so I like to see some, like, say, a video maker who's had a few ideas and had a few, and maybe, like, like we were saying about, there was one particular video where a guy, there was a particular song and the guy was wearing a Trojan T-shirt. Now, for me, you didn't mind that, but for me, I would have, if I was the director, I'd have said, well, you, you must get, take that T-shirt off or at least turn it inside out because it has nothing to do with the song you're performing. OK. Just, just little yeah. things like that. We're talk- we'll, we'll return to that later. We're talking about the, the, the sweet song there. It's quite nice that Brian Power, who I think this, this Lewis Sisters cover of mm. The Year of Decision was the brainchild of Brian Power, who's a DJ. And he only DJed for the first time, apparently, in 2013 at the age of 50. What was he doing before? Do you know? Um, it just says here that he's a self-educated music head with a super sharp ear, with a deep... So I think maybe he's a collector, just as an enthusiast. So I feel very happy for him mm. that he went from just DJing for the first time at the age of 50... Mm to getting, you know, make it a song that Linda Lewis wanted yeah. to sing on. We were saying, though, yeah. um, Lewis sisters are from East Ham, aren't they? Oh, right, yes. And um, there's something about the DIY ethos I like about the Heritage Chart Show, you see. In the, are they... Is this the punk thing to do? Well, are they more punk than punk by doing a video that just has them larking about in a studio no. and doing something they enjoy? No. no, not no. Damn, really? No, but I do like what you're saying about 
this Brian, Brian Power, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Brian Power having his chance, and it, the chart show is great for people like him because, right. yes, he's on the video and you can see him, and if he only started DJing when he was 50, that's what the Heritage Chart Show is all about. Right, yeah. That's yeah. good. He's yeah. a Heritage Chart, yeah. But still, we could have made the video a lot better. OK, so that's... And it. he's not related to John Power from out of uh, the last... No, he's probably about as old as him. Maybe. Yeah. So that's at number 34. And then uh, one song that caught your eye, uh, Loris, I didn't realise you were such a big Ron Sexsmith fan. Uh, and he's at number 32 with What I Had In Mind, which is a very nice song. Yes. Was that, was that song from um, the time the show was on? Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, good. OK, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't, uh, you know... No, because they do do that, don't yes, they? Yes, they sometimes yeah. go back, don't yeah, they, and yeah. just show something for no reason. Um, this this was good because um, I, I think this show is made for people like Ron Sexsmith. Mm. Ron Sexsmith won't get a video shown... I can't think of anywhere else where he could have a video shown, to be honest. Not MTV, I don't think anywhere. So this is where it comes into its own. For somebody like Ron Sexsmith, who... He's okay. He's doing okay. He's okay for money now because Michael Bublé covered one of his one of his songs, and I think a few people have done them now. So he's okay, but he needs exposure, and this is this is the perfect avenue for him. Obviously, you're very, you're very productive. To have a Bublé cover just land on your lap like that is that something that kind of occupies your thoughts sometimes? Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. People like me were all sitting down, waiting, biding our time, and waiting for. Um, what you might call a top singer to yeah. cover one of the songs. Yeah. What would you see him covering from your oeuvre? I mean, well, I, for me, I always think like a, a lady's going to cover one of my songs. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think they're good for a woman's voice. Billie Eilish, When You're Depressed. <laughs> yeah. It would work, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular songs of yours? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Charlie XCX will cover one of mine. Or at least get in touch and say, hey, Lord, come on, let's do a production together. Well, can well, you not? contact her direct my people get in touch with her people yeah one of those yeah go on you could do it yeah 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 well no i mean i don't have people to do that but I, I, it's <laughs> you need something. to get some people yeah i need to get some people <laughs> first of all we need to get some people but i think the idea is songwriters like me yeah we know that the, our only chance to to live comfortably is to have a an mm. advert or a cover mm. by by a michael buble type mm. of figure yeah, and, yeah. You only, and you only need one song. Mm. So yeah, so Ron Sexsmith has has um, had his success now, and he needs to simply raise his own profile. I'd give good money to hear Bublé do a cover of Mrs. Back to Front, for instance. <laughs> the new potatoes. The new potatoes. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're out there waiting. Yeah, absolutely. So we move on up from. What else caught your eye, Sean? Well, we've got Jefferson Starship, which oh, I think yes. you were going to froth about because uh, you really like this, don't you? So I want to hear what you think about this. I did. I mean, yeah. it's it's a, it's a sort of an eco anthem called mm. "It's About Time." It's really straight down. It knows what it, I, I. There's something that's very impressive about grizzled old baby boomer Americans who can just use a recording studio practically in their sleep. They just, you know... You like the finesse of this. They've gone in for a day, maybe a day and a half, and they've whacked out this track. They just absolutely know what they're doing. Not a second of studio time has been wasted. Mm. No money has been squandered. And... uh, 
Weirdly enough, Grace Slick co-wrote this, mm. but she's not in the band anymore. So the singer is a woman called Kathy Richardson. Has a very capable air about her. I love... Capable. <laughs> capable air about her. She, it's about to you. Pete has a theory about um, babysitters, don't you? Didn't you? It was oh, all pop yes. stars who wanted to babysit you. Well, were yeah. the ones that you really loved when you were a kid. Is she your ideal babysitter? Kathy well, Richardson. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 54 now. Well, you still might need to help. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, this is getting into slightly transgressive uh, sort of area. But um, she just looks like a woman who can fix a lot of things, definitely. Yeah. Uh, she put up a shelf straight, couldn't she? And sing about it. But at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and you know, no, there's... Is she, is she from... Is she... She's American. Is I she think. related to... Um, the well to the to who anyone in the band? Not 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 related. No, I think she was just probably belting it out at a local club. Probably was in some local bands. There is a guy who terribly. I mean, I I'm a man who prides himself on doing his research, but I haven't written his name. So he's not. He's there aren't any original original founding members of Jefferson Airplane in this uh, version of Jefferson Starship. Mm. And of course, in the eighties, they had a couple of big hits, as just Starship with "Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now," mm. and we built this city. He wasn't in that lineup, but then he was. Then they became Jefferson Starship again, and he was in that line. He was formerly in Quicksilver Messenger Service. Um, so, you're a fan, Lawrence? That's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, and he's the guy in the video. He's the guy with the sort of curly hair, looks quite in good shape, has a kind face. That's the other thing. I, oh, you know, yes, you do like a kind face. I, I do. I'm, I I go weak at the knees for a kind face. And, you know, often the babysitter thing and the kind face, you know, course, they're, they're, yeah. the Venn diagrams Venn diagram. overlap, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, you know, if if both he and Kathy Richardson were to you know, look babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'd be really happy, you know, if I'm driving down an American freeway. Yeah, <laughs> how often does that happen? Not in my mind, more often right. than in real life. Um, with them at the back, mm. obviously, because they're my babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> then that's that's what I want. You know, I want a Jefferson Starship eco anthem in 2023. I'm not surprised it got to number one. Yeah. Well, no, that song got to number one. Not in the real chart. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. God, sorry. Yeah, I, I thought she looked like um, she'd be better served in a Bangles cover band. Well, oh, that yeah. would be quite good. Yeah. The Shangles or something. Mm. Oh, he's called David Freiberg, by the way, oh. the one, the guy who... Um, anyway, yeah. I wanted to ask, Lawrence, have you ever written an eco song, anything about climate change or that sort of stuff? Wow, gosh, just think. Just um, genuinely? No. Just think. Um, not really, no. No, my songs are more personal. I don't really. I'm sort of about being enclosed in a box mm. and <laughs> not looking at the outside world. So your protest songs are more personal protest. Personal protest. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you, do you separate your recycling into different bins? I don't mean to put you on the spot. You don't have to answer the question if you don't want to. I do put paper and cardboard into. A separate bag, yes. Right. Do. Even though I don't believe it makes any difference. Okay. Because I think once it gets to the plant, there's, there's a bunch of kids there and they don't, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? Okay, so moving up the charts slightly, skipping over a misspelt Paul Carrick. Paul Carrick is, is written down here as Paul Carrick, 
They need yes, to get there's a lot of typos in this we were mm. noticing. Yeah, because because um, there's an altered images song that's just credited to Claire Grogan, mm. which you know they might not be happy about. But um, anyway, and then uh, we saw number 23, we have Iggy. You liked the Iggy Pop song, Strung Out Johnny, didn't you, Lawrence? I did, straight away. I thought, yeah, here's one for me. Strung Out Johnny, good, good phrase. And I like the fact that the video didn't mess about. It, it simply used old pictures of Iggy. <laughs> there was no attempt to get him to make a new video. They simply went back to his golden period and showed photos. And I think that's a good way of of getting around the issue, especially if there's no budget. I mean, it's very it's a clever mm. way. Say he's on he's, he's on a major label, and maybe they go, well, Iggy, we we haven't got enough. We haven't got any money for videos. Yeah, you don't, it's not you don't the first single from video. the album. I think it's the second. Yeah, so that's probably what they do. They, and the album um, Every Loser. But I think they've done it. What's the album called? Every Loser. Okay. We liked the production, didn't we? Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I yeah. thought. The song was good. It had a good structure, but I thought the video was good. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was my favourite one for definite, and I think it's a good way for the chart show to go if they want to. They could even create their own videos for songs that Mike oh, Reed loves. Yeah, a bit like idea. the Golden Oldie Picture Show. Do you remember that? No. Do you not remember the Golden Oldie Picture? Um, no. How would you? Do you remember it, Sean? It's ringing a bell now. I'd forgotten about it. It was only yes, the right. early days of Channel Four. Remind me, yeah. And they used to, the conceit of the program was that you know, because oh, obviously in the eighties, you know, the age of MTV, everyone was pop video crazy. But what about all these songs from the past that didn't have videos? So it was a half-hour show mm. that was co- comprised purely of specially made videos for songs that existed in the pre-video age. So you can have like um, if you're going, you know, if you're going to San Francisco, or Silence is mm. Golden, mm. and they'd have specially mm. created videos. And, and that's good point for Mike Reed actually, because he could, like, do you remember the Old Grey Whistle Test when they would have a, an album track, but there wasn't such a thing mm. as a video, and they'd show crazy old black and white films. And I think Mike Reed could do that, you know, have his own, yeah. pick his own thing and make his own kind of, yeah, and that would be. Heritage in a way, in, yeah, in a great the way, video, yeah. because it would look like the whistle test. That's what the whistle test did. Mike, Mike would probably. We've got a lot of good ideas. We, we yeah, yeah. Ideas. they should have had a sort of occasional swap day on with old Grover's test and top of the pops, whereby where Legs and Co. Did dancers on the Heritage Show? I was going to say on the Old Grey Whistle Test, but maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patty Smith. And to yeah. make it authentic, they should yeah. have the current lineup of the surviving current lineup. I should say Legs and Co. Yeah. On, Do you know? Hang on, because that, on is, a brilliant, that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. That is Surviving a good idea, members isn't it? Yeah. of yeah, Pants yeah. People and Legs and Co. on Might Read Show. Yeah, for the Iggy Pop video. Well, let's give this him that work. one. This let's could, give him yeah. that for free. Yeah. yeah, Mike, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I really hope so. We like your show. Should we move on to Los Pacaminos? Mm. which I believe, again, I think this is, you know, this is Heritage Platinum. This is the kind of thing I go to for it. I tried to look for a translation because I thought it might mean the rabid rats. What is or, it? Or the, the, you know, the estranged cauliflower. It, in fact, means <laughs> the pacaminos. So I think they've just made up the pacaminos bit. Tell us if we're wrong. A Spanish Spanish listeners can also uh, Fair enough. advise us. So this is Paul Young's group. He started it in '92. 1992. I've only just heard of him. Crazy, isn't it? And the wonderful idea that, that Paul Young can't really ever sit still. And 
you know, he of no parlay fame, he keeps on parlaying, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's parlaying <laughs> even more. So he's been doing it for over 30 years now. They are what they call a Tex-Mex band. They play places like the Ealing Blues Festival, Half Moon Putney, the 100 Club. So it's not a big thing. It doesn't need to be. There are seven of them. Can't believe it. You know, so you're going to have to split the, you know, the I divvies. Mean, how do they make a penny? They wouldn't, would they, if there's seven, seven people, people in the band it's at not, Half Moon Putney? It's not viable, seven it isn't. people. You'd be paying them, presumably, to get on stage. But I thought this song was absolutely fantastic. This is an AOR dream, but I was really hooked by it. It's called Bitter Blue. It's called Bitter Blue and Bitter Blue and it's about uh, it's about a wife who may have been unfaithful. And, you know, the hard times we all go through. Um, but in that, it's good because it's not sort of reflecting we're all teenagers and we're sort of running around kicking a can. It is very much the middle-aged person. Heritage blues. issues. Exactly. Heritage issues, TM. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. Did anyone else love it as much as me, pathetically? I, I mean, I'm probably the only person in the world who would say this as a compliment, but it felt like a kind of strong ballad on a Dooley's album. <laughs> Oh, but that's just, you know, that's <laughs> I've made my bed and that's <laughs> what I'm going to lie in. Um, I like the fact that Paul is is not trying to recapture past glories. Mm, yeah. He's like, I'm just going to be in a Tex-Mex band with yeah, my mates. Because um, I like it. Yeah, you know. Because he's, he's kind of playing rhythm guitar in the background. He's not singing this mm. song. Did, mm. did you say that? Yeah. I think he oh, sings no, no, a bit. I, didn't say I think that. he only sings on other songs, but, but the, it's a democracy. Yeah, democracy band. A democratic band, yeah, which never were. That's, that's <laughs> why they're not famous. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it just occurred to me that... Um, you know, most of his big hits as Paul Young mm. were covers, so he's not getting too many residual royalties yes. out of that. So it makes it even more heroic in a way. That yeah, but no parlay sold so many mm. copies. He must have had some co-writes at least on there. Again, I, I, would, I hope so. Writing. I hope so. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I reckon I, I would, if I was on Mastermind, I'd take a mm. bet that he he at least wrote co-wrote some B-sides. Yeah in that yeah. period he'd be mm. coining it in then wouldn't he yes even with a b-side um pete you have an astonishing pop fact well everything i say about paul young makes you like him more uh, you know he didn't he didn't write too many original songs yeah. yet he's still not kind of chasing the coin you yeah. know that's fantastic yeah. and he was also uh, incredibly some some of you may know this but he was uh, back in the 80s actually no no in 1998 he was burgled by a famous Italian TV chef, Gino De Campo. Uh, did, did Gino De Campo, do you know this? Did he used to be a burglar? He yes. He did, yes. Before so, he started chefing. He went to prison, didn't he? He At did, yeah. Point. He um, yeah. And he stole Paul's £4,000 guitar collection and a platinum disc. Mm. And so, well, That's a giveaway, though, isn't it? Where's my platinum disc gone? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if he went down to cash converters... Yeah. And said, I've, yeah. got, I've got, got Paul Young platinum Paul disc. Young gave me this platinum <laughs> disc. <laughs> is that really? Is that my mate? He gave it. a fact. It is a fact. It's a fact. And uh, yeah, he was caught after his DNA matched tests on cigarette butts that he dropped <gasps> in wow. Paul's bedroom in North London. So he was smoking in his house. That's worse than burglars. I, I'm, more, I'm more surprised that he's smoking yeah. than burgling. I think it's a violation <laughs> too far. Like, he had, I mean, yeah, and he dropped his he dropped his fag on Paul's carpet. I mean, this is very oh, Paul. Yeah. so he's clearly, a, you yeah. know, I'm sure he's a much nicer person now, but he's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're sure he is. So this is endearing you to Paul because but not Gina. he was burgled. Yeah. It's even better. He's a victim like, of so crime. 
point, you don't, the, the best bit is that he, so, um, in 2011, Gino contacted Paul personally to apologize before he went on I'm a Celebrity. No, no, it was t- t- 2009. And Paul said, I don't hold it against him. He said it was bad and he apologised and I did get most of the stuff back. Maybe he needed his wrist slapping and he got that. He said he was in a terrible place at that time and wanted to turn his life around. So, I mean, what a what a guy, you know, what a great, great guy. Yeah. Oh, I Paul, can't not. believe this story. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I know. Oh, we've got, an, we've got another Paul story in the Lindsay de Paul area. Now, you do know this, so we're thinking about, as soon as Pete... Yeah. I mean, I did actually know that astonishing fact, just like before <laughs> we could tell him, because I went, oh, there is another pop burglar. And you know who the other pop oh. burglar of Lindsay de Paul's house was in Hang the on, 70s? No way. You know this? She was burgled. She was burgled by someone in a band called Madness. I didn't know that. Lee Thompson broke into... So they're all petty criminals, and they say that in their book. He broke into the home of Lindsay DePaul in North London with a friend, and he says, we sat down, Bob, who's his friend, had sugar puffs, I had cornflakes. We put the plates in the sink and left. We didn't take nothing. (laughs) Which is very, very sweet, isn't it? But I think it did get done for other burglaries. But I think they realised it was her house or something that was probably a platinum disc. And and they thought, we won't burgle. We won't do it, but we will eat her cereal. Which is, again, a different sort of uh, Yeah, it's a bit like an update of the three bears. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it is, yeah. She was the Goldilocks to Madness's three bears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and thought of it like that. Well, there you go. No, yeah, so if anybody knows any other sort of pop stars that's ever burgled people's houses, we want to add to our list. It's mm. only too strong at the moment. Oh, my other favourite Los Pacaminos fact is, I love this so much, they made an album in 2004 called A Fistful of Stassins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they're my new favourite band. I think we should go and see Los Pacaminos. Oh, we should, though. You know, the half mu- yeah. Half Moon Putney very soon. I also went down the road. I find those do a great version. I, I was listening to Spotify. Listed, they do a brilliant version of uh, Take Me, I'm Yours by Squeeze in a Tex-Mex style. Cool. Anyway, yeah. Good lads. Good lads. So we've jumped about a bit here. Um, we. Um, what else are we going to look at? Was, was Mark Owen number nine? Mark Owen was it was number twenty. Uh, they didn't show his video, but no, you. That, you're, that's what I was going to say. They didn't. They they bypassed what possibly the best video they could have. But shown I think they'd that shown evening. it on previous yeah. episodes. Oh, but we I, went back to have a look at it. Tell yeah. us what. So you it's called Magic. The song's called Magic, and it's mm. by Mark Owen. Oh, but, but I mean, when I've watched the show, he plays the same video sometimes three weeks in a row. So I feel a bit aggrieved that. Mark, Mark Owen wasn't played that, mm. that on, mm. on this particular episode because I've seen some hideous things being played thrice. Mm. Tell us what you like about that video and the song Magic. I've got a soft spot for Mark Owen's solo career. Um, he, his first album was made with John Leckie, but quite pretty soon after we worked with John. So I, I and um, I thought it was very interesting for for Mark to think. I'm going to get in with the underground guys. I'm going to get a bit of edge on my solo record. So he chose John Leckie, who you said, because he'd worked with um, Radiohead previously. Yes, and Mark Owen was obsessed with Radiohead at that oh, time because yeah. I interviewed him at yeah. that time in Madrid. So it wasn't because John Leckie had worked with me, which is sad. <laughs> all, all the stone <laughs> Well, he didn't mention <laughs> that, but, you know, it must have been in his mind. But what anyway, it it I, I'm, I, I'm into solo stuff, and I, it's good to hear that he had a new album out, and I was... 
very interested in buying it, but I went to my local record shop and I couldn't find it. Oh. You what? could ask them to order it in, couldn't you? Yeah. I, I, I don't agree with ordering in. Why not? I want it there on the shelf. Well, yeah, but I get Spirit guess, you victory, know... victory, Lawrence. <laughs> you don't get is. the record you want. <laughs> get with the modern age. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a great song, Magic. I, mm. I, you know, it's, it's one of my... And we thought he'd maybe put his own money into the video, didn't we? Um, yeah, it's very polished. You know, he's driving down an LA freeway, possibly listening to Jefferson Starship. With a uh, moustache. So it's the moustache era, which yeah. I do like with Marco, and I think it's good. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's the second... Moustache period, isn't it, for Mark Owen? Oh, was, was it the two? The, yeah, I think there was an earlier oh, moustache okay. period. Right. This is the second. Okay, we, we will know, for the next episode, we'll do our research and we'll, we'll mm, talk moustache mm. period. Um, Marianne Faithful is at number 18 in this week's Heritage Chart. You, you noted a few things, salient things about this, didn't you, Sean? Yes, well, first, that this is one of those Heritage Chart things where... Mm. It's the re-release of the album that came out in 2002. So they're saying the deluxe edition still counts towards the charts because we were a bit like, hey, That's hang on, confusing. this is quite an old song. That's yeah. very confusing, yeah, especially yeah. for heritage people. Yeah, the heritage people are all over the shop at the moment. They're very, very confused. Can't get our heads around that. Um, this is about Nico, obviously, if it's called Song for Nico. It's, there isn't any other Nico. Um, the first uh, stanza goes, born in 1938, a good year for the Reich. She could not participate. She didn't have the right, for she was fatherless in the fatherland. So it's sort of, you know, there's a lot of wordplay going on. She, now, she also couldn't put participate because she was like one year older. <laughs> well, there is that, but that would have been a longer okay. verse. Yes, yeah, so maybe big. they trimmed that big. Lawrence, you love this. Yeah, you? I thought it was a great lyric, a, a controversial opening line. Mm. It's always good to have a heavy-hitting opening line. Yeah. And I noticed it straight away. Great song and also use of old photos in the video. Which I'm beginning to like this this aspect, like the Iggy Pop. One. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think you might make a video which has got loads of old photos of you in it? I think I'm going to. Yes. And what for what do any sort of particular eras spring to mind, or do we just get all the eras of Lawrence? Uh, only be when I'm good looking. Okay. Well, yeah. what what do you regard as being the years that you were good looking? The the felt years, I guess. Okay, yeah. but, but that, that'd be a bit confusing if it was a Mozart estate song, yeah. which had only... But I like that. That would be yeah, rather lovely. I, like, I love that, yes. Because exactly, that is what, the past. That's yeah. what we can... With these videos, it, we are we can legitimise the usage of old pictures on new songs. Mm. I think we can, and I think we can make that a rule. Mm. Yeah, we can have a brand new song with old pictures. Yeah. I think that can be valid, and that's thanks to the Mike Reacher. Yeah, yeah. Heavy yeah. on the rostrum camera, though. Those uh, those images just keep moving up and down, and that gave me vertigo. You didn't like, yeah, you, I found you, it just it made me feel a bit sick because yeah. there's a lot of that. If it's a still image, just give me the still image. I don't mind. It doesn't have to move up and down. Okay. Yeah, I, that's I, me. I didn't mind that. So yeah, much. you quite like that. I didn't yeah. mind it, but but that was possibly the the best video on the show. But mm. it, I'm I'm a bit worried because you know we need some clarification. Like it was, it was a reissue, but it was still in the charts. And I found I was wanting a little bit like Top of the Pops Two used to do, just some facts at the bottom, yeah. which were then going to yeah. remind me what the chart position was, yeah. who the acts were, and you know something great about what shoe size, colour is Tuesday. I'm going to. I was going to talk a little bit about Peter Straker's Late Night Taxi yeah. Dancer because again, it's a classic thing that the Heritage Chart Show does, which is just kind of pick out 
an obscure kind of artist from from the margins of pop history. He, he never really paid much attention to, and suddenly you have a bit of a mini education. Peter Straker was a friend of Queen's and a friend of Freddie Mercury's. Made an album that was produced by Roy Thomas Baker, who famously produced Bohemian Rhapsody. And this song, Late Night Taxi Dancer, was um, on the, one of I think the album that he made with Roy Thomas Baker. I think. And so he's just sort of remade it with, really leaning into the Queen fandom here, he's remade it with uh, Gigi Bernardinelli and the Royal Band Queen Tribute. And I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was um, um, had a lot of Queen dog whistling in it. So ludicrous multi-tracked harmonies, which I'm powerless to resist. Um, I feel like I was slightly alone in my affection for this song. Yeah. I was worried because I was—I thought maybe it's only released in Italy, but you didn't think that mattered. Well, I don't, in what sense are any of these songs being released? <laughs> That's Anywhere. The, what I often find myself asking. Digital release. <laughs> yes. We all own it. We all love it. It's levelled the land. Mm. Um, what did you think of Dirima Back as well? Yes. Number nine with Pedestal, Sean. Yes, they had... We were talking about Peter Straker. There's a model in the video, or at least there's a lovely lady who doesn't seem to be part of the band. Uh, in the D-Ream uh, song, uh, Pedestal, taken from their fourth album, I believe, very Euro dance, very Euro banger, but did it really hit any great spots? But there is a model in the video, or at least a woman who is dressed up as the Statue of Liberty. And she was the one that got my attention because her arm is up holding the scales of justice, whatever they are. And you think that must hurt. Mm. Because, you know, even if it's just an hour, you yeah. know, you know, an hour rate or something, she's got to keep her arm up there. It didn't you're, seem very fair. She's blindfolded. You're right, but it's still easier than, like, getting up at four o'clock and working on the market all day. Do you think so? I think I prefer yeah. to work on the market all day. <laughs> Would you hold my arm up for an right. hour? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really... Have you, have you ever tried? Have you ever been an artist? Model? I'm going to have a go tonight. <laughs> Would to, you have models in your video? I'm going to dress up as Statue of Liberty and hold <laughs> hold, hold something up to Write a song about it. I'd um, rather do that than work on a, on a fish stall in the market, but I wouldn't rather do that than... Um, working on um, just a sort of, a, a, like, a bread stall. I think so. I'm somewhere in between. You're right. in between. Yeah. I, I think they, they come prepared, the, these girls. They, they know it's going to be a hard day Yeah. Well, in the office, and they're, they're kind of prepared, and they're, they're like, um, I think, no, let's stop there, yeah. Well, yeah. I was, getting, I was going to say something. It's an upper body training issue as well, you know. And uh, I'm not if you, going if you, anywhere that's if you've done your dangerous. I'm not, I'm <laughs> no, no, I've got a career yeah, to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not be cancelled. Let's <laughs> just hope she's done her upper body exercises. <laughs> um, so, and then um, at number six, we've got Sweet with Don't Bring Me. Oh, we're uh, going back to Dereem. Yeah, I was glossing over Dereem because the song. Even, I've listened to it a few times now. It's not very good. Sorry. No, I do, I feel like you know. Their, their 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 perception in the wider world has been hijacked by the people thinking that Brian Cox was a really important member of Dream. Yeah, Brian Cox, the um, yeah. TV astrophysicist, rather than yes. the the other guy. Mm. Um, 
And he was just like uh, just a hairy bloke in the back that prodded some keyboards for, for five yeah, minutes. Hired hand. Yeah. He's not in the band anymore. We know that. He said he might play with them at some point. He hasn't ruled it out. Um, but he's certainly not in the band at the moment. He's he's got other things to do. I think haven't ruled it out is just a bit of a kind of. <laughs> he's just licking the hadron yeah. collider and having fun. I think. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so what's um, what's number one in this week? What is number one? Oh, it's it is it's Bruce Foxton and Russell Hastings. With, she said yeah. that was number one. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <gasps> so, what's the surprise about then, Lawrence? I I, I thought it was fourteen or something. <laughs> Gosh, why not? Why sounds what's... like a number fourteen? Yeah. Yikes. Why? Why? I'm surprised. The video was was awful. It had nothing to do with the. It was use, actually using old Jai Funny footage. sort of footage, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And that is, I, I can't remember that wasn't song. Even, it a few times now. wasn't even photos of Bruce Boxton in his mm. prime, which mm. I would have done if I was a director. I like that. I liked it. And I like, I like you know, sometimes, you know, because you go from 40 to 1 on a chart rundown. Mm. And so I think of it, I think... I think, is it a pleasing narrative? If this week was a story, is this mm. a pleasing end? Mm. And this is a happy ending because um, Bruce Foxon, as we know, is utterly bereft mm. when mm. the jam split yeah. up. And, you know, he's been a lost soul. He's been like a he's been like a ghostly figure, really, for decades. And, you know, there was that famous interview with Select Magazine where he said, you know, how many times can you keep sending Christmas cards to Paul Weller without, oh. without getting one back? Oh. Do you remember that? Oh, it's awful. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so eventually he formed a jam tribute band from the jam. Mm. But from the from this, from this relatively unpromising start, he's formed forged a new songwriting partnership. Yes. And this is this is an example of it with Russell Hastings, who's also in from the jam. You, I thought you, he had. You've a, convinced me. He had a kind of beat, have I? You've convinced me. I think once again the Heritage Chart Show has done it. They've, they've, they've. This song they've, is number one. And it is a powerful meaning behind it. Yeah, Bruce Foxton is number one. It has a Beatleish yeah. kind of like some more a Leninish Beatleish zip about Which it. Which is probably why I don't like it. But it's no uh, freak, is it? If people are expecting new wave, jaggedy, angular guitar, oh, I didn't. I, there wasn't any. You're referring there. to Freak, his debut solo yes, single. Yes, I love that song. Oh, really? It's absolutely brilliant, and that, that's what I want more of. Oh. Why, yeah. why didn't um, From the Jam release their own? Song and get get in the heritage chart. Mm. Well, this is essentially this is essentially what this is. They just use their real names oh. to, to to kind of avoid confusion. I right. think, you know, I think that might have been the issue here. Is is it true that is Jake Burns from Stiff Little Fingers in From the Jam? Uh, I think Bruce was in in a version of Stiff Little oh, Fingers. Okay, that's it. Yes. Yeah. I knew something was going on between those mm. two. Yes. Yeah, that's how he kind of gradually kind of found his way into the her- the heritage slash tribute sort of circuit. Really, I would have I would have gone to Jammy Little Fingers from there. They could sort of fuse <laughs> it together, and there's, you've got a good name. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah, it's Jammy, all right. Isn't it? Jammy Little Fingers. Yeah, Jammy Little Fingers. I'd buy their records. That's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. We're almost out of time. I know, crazy, isn't it? I know, yeah. it is crazy. Um, so, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us. That's great, that's really good. Because I had a whole list of yes, last night's chart show to talk L- about. Lawrence is now the, the, time. the list. Well, come on again and we can do, um, we can do that one. Because yeah, I, I did want to say one thing, yeah. because what's important about what's going on, like 
at the moment in last night's chart, the mm. very latest program, um, the coral are in it. The coral are in oh. in the top ten. I think. And how do we feel that changes the notion of the heritage artist? Yes, that that's the question. Oh. Yeah, the, big question. The, a few the months big question ago, needs to be asked. Yeah. The Boo Radley was in a few months ago. Anyway, oh, anyway. Oh. Lawrence, thank you so much for for keeping us company on on this uh, show. The the current Mozart Estate album is Pop Up, Kaching, and the possibilities of modern shopping. It's fantastic, which is amazing. Thank we you, know it and we love it. What are you up to next, Lawrence? So we're just about to finish off the tour. We've got a few more dates leading up to Christmas. Vanilla Gorilla's out on a picture disc. Yay! Wow. Beautiful picture disc mm. single, and. Um, Primitive Painters has been re-released in December Ooh. with a brand new video Ooh. of old footage. Oh, how exciting. Yes. Oh, so we got the old footage. Oh, we got the old footage. Great. Did I tell you that I uh, saw Liz Fraser at your gig at the Clarendon in the mid-80s? Because it was around that time. Mm. And I was such a fan, obviously, of you, but of her as well. So yeah. I went up, I was still at school, went up and I said, Hi, could, could, I, could I have your autograph? And she went... <laughs> and she was so scared, so scared of fifteen-year-old me. Bless her. I just thought, oh, I'll leave her alone then. Oh. Yeah, that's my pop fact. I was so starstruck. She, she was very meek. Oh, beautiful person. I'm glad she didn't, because I have a better story in that way. <laughs> so I was just going to say a quick disclaimer: we love the Heritage Chart Show, but. Just so you know, we are not in the employ of them or a top-flight marketing company. We haven't ever voted to sway the results. None of us or our uncles were in classic nouveau. So just so you know, we have very tenuous, i.e. no links to the show. No, we're yeah. just fans. We just really, really love it. And uh, we just want to keep talking about it. So we hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening Thank to you. the Heritage Chart Show show. Thank you, Lawrence. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.